Recovering from a big loss on Saturday night at TD Garden to the Utah Jazz, the Boston Celtics head to Charlotte to face Kemba Walker and the Hornets on Monday. This segment is brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is giving users a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Go to gardenreport.robinhood.com. That's gardenreport.robinhood.com. So, Saturday night, Kemba Walker with a 60-burger. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Celtics <laughs> have had hot and cold perimeter defense with the guards. Joe Sway, I'll start with you. What's Kemba going to do on Monday? They're going to have trouble with him? Because yeah. the Sixers sure did, even yeah. though they still came out with a win. But that, That's a tough cover. A between him and Kyrie Irving, we may see about 60 points between both of them. I mean, that's how good he is. And listen, talk about making a lineup change. This would be a great yeah, game to yeah, do that. Yeah. Put in Marcus Smart. Try to def- you know keep up with him. Slow him down. You know uh, Jeremy Lamb's been playing pretty well this season as well. But for the most part, that's obviously the focal point of the offense for the Charlotte Hornets. I think this would be a great opportunity to put Smart in the starting five. If not, boost his minutes up and give Hayward more minutes with the second it. unit. You're need it. Maybe maybe you can start Hayward, but then like four minutes in, just take him out, and then <laughs> Once you can say 15, technically you started him, <laughs> but now he's coming off the bench with the yeah. second unit and just that go from there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> go from there. Smart comes in around the nine-minute mark. I don't know. I, I mean, I think Club the Celtics would be fine. I mean, I do kind of agree with like playing Marcus Smart more minutes, especially if a guy just scored 60 points. Against a good defense. Against a good defense. The Sixers 60 piece. Are, yeah. a, Sixers are a huge team. I mean, Butler was guarding him. Yeah. Simmons guarded him. It was it was just they were giving the entire arsenal to him. And I think what made it even crazy is that Kemba barely took any threes. He mm-hmm. got to the rack. The Celtics don't have any paint protection. The Sixers have Joel Embiid. The Celtics have just Aaron Baines, who comes off the bench in limited playing time. So I think just getting to the rack might be an issue for the Celtics mm-hmm. come whenever they play the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, so, I mean... That was a problem on Saturday night against Utah Jazz. Yeah. They were getting into the paint yeah. at will. Mm. And Kemba Walker showed that on Saturday against Philly as well. You said, how many threes did he take? Six threes? Only six threes. Six Only threes. Made six. He made, made six threes. Had 60 points. So he's not going to have trouble getting into the yeah. paint. So does that mean Marcus Smart maybe is not the fix? Should they work on their interior defense rather than the perimeter defense? And do you think that still has to do with maybe limiting Gordon Hayward's minutes? No, Smart's still the fix. But yeah. also, <laughs> get to the paint. I mean, we saw Friday night what the Celtics did. Like, they proved that they can do it. They can get yeah. to the paint. They can get those, you know, uh, uh, buckets in there. Like, that's exactly was the, the reason why that game was so relatively yeah. close in the fourth quarter. You know, going back to the Raptors game, you know, Friday night. Because they were getting to the free throw line. Yeah. There was, a, you know, a, a sense of urgency to get to the rim. And that's what led to all those free throws. Do you go to full panic mode? Say Kemba goes off and the Celtics <laughs> lose Monday night. Do they have to make some changes in the starting I lineup? At that point, what, what's your move, Clevis? I think if the Celtics lose the next two games because you have the Knicks right that after. That would be a dark time. <laughs> that would be scary. They we're talking about a 500 team. That would be, that <laughs> yeah. would be scary. Again, you, you said it. Like I'm not really concerned with them matching up against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not. I mean, they're not strong. It, you, showed, you showed us the, the box score. <laughs> Tonight, Jeremy Lamb at 20. Kemba Walker had 60, yeah. and there was one other double-digit score, and then yeah. it like fell off yeah. a cliff. Yeah. So it looked like what you see when you play NBA 2K. Ah. Yeah. When you just play with three guys, pretty much, for a scoring. Yeah. So you think this is a statement game? They kind of have to blow um, them out here? Or? I won't say they need to blow them out. I just think you need to beat them. What's tough is that Kemba Walker is also the second-best guard of the NBA as of right now next yeah. to Steph Curry playing-wise. I just think you gotta, if you can't stop Kemba, Good luck to, to the Seas because mm. I, I think they should also play Aaron Baines a little bit more mm. to just to, for the uh, paint protection. So I think Smart and Baines should have an uptick in minutes because Celtics, you're slowly entering desperation mode. Yeah, slowly yeah. you entering. got Mad Brad on you, so that, that's yeah. interesting how, this, how they move forward. I mean, let's face it, you know, but between uh, the two games and going back on the road, I yeah, mean, yeah. There's, there's no excuses here at this point because the Celtics had yeah. that two-game cushion back-to-back at home, you know, had a great opportunity to, to – to, 
come up with two wins back to back before going on the road, and then now you know they're in the situation that they are. Great way to bounce back. It's crazy we were even talking about this because the Celtics entered Saturday night with the top defense in the NBA, mm. top defensive rating. So it's crazy yeah. that that's even concerned. But like Brad Stevens says, there are some concerns there despite what everyone's telling him. So we'll have to wait and see until Monday how the Celtics do fare against the Charlotte Hornets and then Wednesday against the New York Knicks. Leave your thoughts in the comments and follow us at CLNS Media and Celtics CLNS. Hey, peeps, I want to let you in on a little secret. The guys over at CLNS actually don't know everything about sports. It's true. We're close, of course, but we're always trying to learn more. And one of my go-to spots for content on all things sports is The Athletic. It's a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for the diehard fans. And now you can be just like us and subscribe, except you can subscribe for 40% off. Yeah, that's right, 40% off. Go to theathletic.com slash thegarden and get started now. It's legitimately $3 a month, people. That's cheaper than a bad coffee. And you can get to read dudes like Jay King, Jared Weiss, Clevis Murray, all very smart Celtics reporters who I know personally and would vouch for. Heck, two of them were even former CLNS guys. So come on, support the crew. With The Athletic, you won't see annoying pop-ups. You won't see autoplay videos. You won't see ads. Instead, you'll be subscribing to in-depth coverage written by some of the best around. Don't just learn about a signing or a trade. Learn about why and how that trade happened or that signing happened. That's the type of good stuff you're going to get at The Athletic. And for 40% off, subscribers will still have access to the national content. So you get local news and, lo- and national news with more than 650 to 700 news stories published every week across all sports. So go to theathletic.com slash thegarden, all lowercase, and start your subscription today. That's at theathletic.com slash thegarden for 40% off. Hi, Brad. Um, you guys go from a high last night to this. I mean, just how do you explain the difference in your team's response? Um, I would say thus far that's us. So, I mean, that's who we've been, you know, we've had our moments and we've had other poor moments. Um, I thought tonight, obviously I thought we started off with some reasonable energy and then we missed a ton of shots ton of free throws, ton of shots, and then it really affected our energy. And so, you know, obviously, um, you know, they deserve a lot of credit. They're on the same stretch we are as far as number of games. They had back-to-back. They traveled last night. So absolutely no excuses other than we just got outplayed by, you know, they're a better team than we are. They beat us twice. They they deserve that. But the uh – I think with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you had Kyrie out there with uh, you know Gershon and, and Daniel and uh, I think Semi and, and Brad. Brad. What, what was the uh, what was the, the thinking? Well, one of the things when you look back at last year's two of our guys that were really impactful when we beat them there were Brad and or excuse me were Shemi and Gersh. We needed energy. We weren't we weren't going anywhere with what we were doing, so it was better just to mix it up, see if those guys could bring us some live legs, and let's go. Um, we had a moment there where we cut it to 13 or whatever, and I think they won that eight-minute stretch pretty, um, at least by five or seven. But we just needed we needed uh, we needed other guys out there, or at least that's what I felt. Maybe I'm wrong. Brad, it's kind of been. I mean, you talked about the up and down, and this is this team. Missing the threes, you were five for thirty-three tonight, and the guys putting their head down on defense or getting beat beat on you know on sw- things like that. 
how can you tell them not to get their head down when they're missing shots, or how do you combat nights when you're gonna just you're gonna miss shots? And how do you yeah, combat? Yeah, we have that? to build a tougher team mindset than we have. I mean, we just don't have that mindset yet that we need. Um, that being said, you know, I think that um, then we also just have to play. I, I think you miss shots because the other team's dictating how the game is played in a lot of circumstances, and that was somewhat the case tonight. Um, although we did obviously, you know, we missed a lot of them. Um, but I thought they missed a lot too. And you know, what what were they from the free throw line? They were 17 for 27, so it's not like they were setting world records. Better than us, though. Brad, does it surprise you though that you, this team at this point doesn't have the the toughness or the mindset like that to not get down after misses and uh, or you have to pick them up? Every team's its own entity. There are challenges, you know, um, that present themselves every single day, and you never know how teams are going to respond. Year to year, just a different deal. Coach, were they, uh, on the alley oops, was that were those missed assignments, or were they just executing? Or? Well, at the end of the day, even if you even if you make a mistake at the point of attack, then the basket's still more important than everything else. So, even when you, so whenever you give up a dunk, that is, it may be a mistake at the, in certain parts of the action, but all else doesn't matter if somebody's got a lob. You have to go in there and challenge it. You have to beat them there. You have to be pulled in and help. So obviously, you know, when I made those subs at eight minutes, we had just given up three alley oop dunks. I mean, we were. We were headed for a 30-point loss instead of a 12-point loss. Coach, you um, back to these guys hanging their heads. There's a, a bit of a confidence issue. It seems did like did I say uh, that? Sorry, did I? Are you, are you asking me, or did I say they were hanging I'm, their heads? I'm saying okay. it seems like there's a confidence issue. Um, well, I guess then, is there? Do you see that there's a confidence issue? And if there is, how do you, especially with these younger guys, how do you get them to kind of snap out of that? I mean, I, I think that that's a maybe. There's something there. Um, with that, with what you're saying, I think there's a lot of things that it could be. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you build confidence through doing really hard things over and over and over because that's your focus, that's your intent. Your job is your focus. You know what you're supposed to do. You perform every assignment. You do it physically. You do it tough, and then all of a sudden, the ball goes in. Just kind of funny how it works. The game honors it. Um, you know, I, I had an old friend that was a. Uh, one of the best NAI coaches ever um, and coached for 34 years in the state of Indiana. And his phrase that his team used was the game honors toughness. And boy, is that true. You see that. You see that over and over. And um, so I would say that if we're struggling with the ball going in the hole, that we should just lock into what we need to do better, and the, that'll take care of itself. When you, when you talk about your team lacking toughness, maybe, when you, you say that you give up three alley-oops in a row, you're heading to a 30-point loss, is it fair to say when you make substitutions like that, you're trying to send a message to your team? I'm just trying to put in the guys that I think will give us the best chance of you know, cutting the lead down and maybe having a chance to win at that time. And again, I might be wrong. Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. I mean, how do you expect the guys to take that? If when you take Al out with eight minutes and they're watching guys who don't play as much in a game, it's still yeah. I mean, that's it's hard, but those other guys watch all the time, and so they deserve 
the right to compete. And um, and we didn't have any legs, and we had just given up three dunks, and it is what it is. Like, um, if if we're frustrated about that, that's fine by me. And it's and at the end of the day, I, I wanted to see those other guys play because I knew that they would bring great intensity to the game. What's up, CLNS fam? I know we love sports, but recently I've been branching out from the sports ticker and checking out the stock ticker. Investing is now where it's at, and luckily for us all, Robinhood is here to help. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos. Best part, it's all commission-free. They make it for everyone, not just the wealthy, and you'll actually understand it too. Other brokerages charge up to $10 per trade, but not Robinhood. The other thing I really like about it is it groups stocks and collections like 100 most popular, and then it curates categories like female CEOs. Lastly, it'll give analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell for every stock they have. Very helpful. So listen up. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. All you got to do is sign up at gardenreport.robinhood.com. That's gardenreport.robinhood.com. Uh, you know, I, I just think that the start of the game for us was a telltale sign. Um, you know, just how the night was gonna kind of go. It, it just, you know, we get a switch with JT out on Derek Favors, and you know, um, you know, kind of expecting him to attack, and then that's our first possession of the game, and then after that. Um, you know, just the flow of the game as well, and then the physicality picked up as Utah does so well. Um, and they know us very well, and we know them very well. Um, but I, I think that they limited us from certain opportunities at the rim, as well as you know making guys make decisions and um, forcing us into some early turnovers. And then, of course, just not being smart on my part, just you know getting into some fouls, whether I fell into the guys or not. It just you know it just wasn't smart on my end, and then um, taking myself out of the game kind of limits some opportunities on the offensive end, which slowed down the pace. And um, you know, but shit happens sometimes, so it, it's just part of the NBA season. Um, but you know, we could have had every excuse in the world. We went out there, competed. I think that um, as one of the leaders on the team, we kind of expect the effort level to be a little bit higher, even after a back-to-back. Um, had a pretty good shoot around, and I think. Initially starting the game, we just weren't in the right spots, you know, where we just went over a game plan and, you know, we're hoping to execute it to limit some of their opportunities on the offensive end. And then, you know, them getting out in transition, getting easy baskets, and they just felt good about themselves for the rest of the night where they felt pretty much in control of the game. A lot of, uh, a lot of missed shots. Do, do guys get down on themselves still just from... I mean, I hope not. I mean, you know, it, I really hope not. I think that... Um, the amount of work we all put in, um, you know, it shows for itself whether you make shots or not. I just think that as you get older in this league and you realize the type of level that you're at as an NBA professional basketball player, I don't think missing shots should ever get you down or anything like that. Were you playing with fire with the three fouls in the fourth foul before halftime? Just not smart. Just not smart at all. So that's just a lot of responsibility. And then my pressure on the basketball, just it just took me completely out of the, the gameplay, just get, picking up my second as well. And it just, just wasn't smart on mine. I got to be better. No, no, not at all. I think um, those guys, they, uh, 
you know, they deserved to play at that moment. Um, you know, we just didn't have it. We, and, um, you know, with the primary group of guys that we played, we just didn't have it. And, I, you know, we've seen other great coaches in the league do it, of, of just really just making a statement and putting other guys in that are going to play hard and, and be, at, be in the right spots. And, you know, they showcased that. You know, we won, ended up winning the last quarter or last minutes that we played, 20 to 15. So they deserved it. There's just a, a collectiveness that we need to have, a team, um, you know, effort and attitude, no matter what the game's going on, anything like that. And, you know, I just think also just the, the inconsistencies that we've been showcasing too. It's just, you know, I, I think that it could be frustrating as a coach as well as a player to, you know, you expect to play at a certain level. We go over things. We have a pretty, you know, kind of free-flowing locker room. And, you know, coach just wants, to go to play, uh, wants us to go play hard for him, and, and he deserves that. So... You know, I don't. I don't blame him for saying that we're lacking toughness at that point of just willing yourself to be in the right spots and stay disciplined and be smart enough to to follow the game plan. Karen, how do you guys not? I mean, it seems like tonight, a couple of moments, threes, crowds trying to get into it, missed. Mm -hmm. Guys put their head down, a step back late on defense, they get a transition bucket or yeah. transition three. Mitchell is a three. How do you guys get that? Maybe Brett's toughness to, to, to overcome getting pissed yeah. down after missing a shot. It comes with experience. I don't, you know, I, that, that's the best thing I could really say. It, it comes with experience of, of um, you know, you, you try to find a balance of wanting it so bad and then, you know, realizing that, you know, it's just it's just the law of averages. Not every shot that you shoot is not going to go in. But um, I think also, um, you know, it's the timing of it. It could be a little deflating, you know, because. You know, we all expect like a wide open three to go in or, you know, a nice play or um, an aggressive driving kick to go in. And it just doesn't happen, you know. And, and I think that, you know, part of the experience and growth and maturity of our team, as well as some of the young guys on our team, is just moving on to the next play, you know, and just realizing that the next possession is going to dictate, you know, your impact. So that's really just what it comes down to. That's all. It's, it's not a simple thing, but it's, it's a, it's a, it would be a big, big uh, difference in, in guys' games, you know, including myself sometimes, too. So. Is it fair to say you think the biggest issue you guys have is that some guys are pressing right now when you say that? Uh, whatever word you want to use, I, I just think that, um, you know, for the amount of work, like I said before, that guys put in, I think they have expectations for themselves, and I think that's completely normal. Um, so, you know, them getting down on shots are not – you know, being in the right spots, I, I think that you just have to find a happy balance between those two, you know, because it's just going on in, in this in this early part of the regular season, teams are coming at us, so, you know, they're expecting to make shots, they have a great rhythm or something like that, and then they, we get hit in the mouth a few times, and we just got to be able to respond. Last year, you guys have a lot of patience in kind of working through your positions, you know, seeing an action not working, knowing you can kind of reset and go back, and this year, it seems like you guys are kind of trying to take a shot a little early on the shot clock. Mm -hmm. Do, what what do you think is different with the just the way that the guys are trusting the play to develop? Uh, well, I think that guys have gotten better, and I think that um, you know guys want to take advantage of their talents. And um, with that being said, we I think last year we just we had the, the guys the young guys that are in the locker room now, and some of the guys that are playing they were a little bit younger, so they weren't expected to do as much. And I think that um, you know the amount of pressure that we put on them to perform every single night is something that they have to get used to as being a part of a, a great team like this. You know, so 
you know, if you're not playing to the standard, then, you know, as a team, we just don't all click. And uh, I think that once we get there and we find that consistency, then we'll be great. Six, six, 16 games in now. So where where do you think you guys are in terms of the I don't know, I'll big leave that picture? Up, I'll leave it up to you guys in terms of analyzing our team. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to be the most patient in our locker room in terms of how we figure this thing out. and you know, ups and downs and stuff like that. I just try to be as critical and, and um, analyze the game as, as objective and subjective as possible and then move on. So that's it.